Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's your drama? Welcome to What's Your Drama. I'm Sasha. I'm Lainey. Hi. Here's my mini drama. Okay. Actually, listen, I'm going to pretend it's a drama, but I it's gonna actually be, don't give a I shit. I feel like it's going to be really, really <laughs> material. Go. So you and I have been into mom jeans for like a good six to eight months at this point now, right? Uh, years. Okay. Yeah. Um, And well, no, like I feel like you've always been high waist, but the like hem has been getting wider and wider. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what you consider a mom jeans, yeah. the hem being wider? No. Yeah. I mean, the high waist has been for years. Yes. But it used to be high waist skinny. Skinny. Now it's getting and wide now, leg. Like, yeah. yeah. Which is a fucking, like, that is the… <laughs> it's a look. It's And I love it. Mm. You love it. I think it's so comfortable. It, I'm beyond caring. Like, I actually think it's quite flattering. I think it's so flattering. So I got these great pair of jeans from Aritzia that I fucking love that you saw the other day. They are so high. They're yeah. about a 13-inch rise, which is like almost to your rib cage, which yeah. is perfect for me. And then they're wide leg. Yep. And you feel and like… short. And, sh- and cropped, short. a cropped yeah. wide leg, yep. high waist, which is like check, check, check. Yep. Um, they're so comfortable. I feel like a little skater girl. It makes me so happy. I feel like a Farrah Fawcett, a little half Asian Farrah Fawcett. Well, I I didn't get the same pair from Aritzia as you, but I did get a, a pair of Levi's from Aritzia that yes. I had to wait like four months for. The wedgies. They, they were out of the color. Mm. Um, they just arrived. I haven't worn them yet. I'm obsessed with them. Like… It's gonna come out yes. very soon. What color? What color did you get? Just like a light wash. Okay. Um, you just came over and because we got a shipment from Citizen. Yes. Um, more like mom jean style. I actually mine are uh, surpluses, yes. so they're not tight, flattering. Anyway, the drama is that Yasik mm. and a lot of guys hate. They're mom repugnant jeans. to them. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. I went and showed Corey the ones that I was just telling you about. And I was like, these are awesome. I'm going to get them another shade. He was like, they look really ugly on you. And I was like, okay, well, I think they… And it's so hard to live with, like, yeah. a partner who should be your mirror and should tell you, like, well, you want the truth. But I'm also like, but they look so good. So it always makes me question, like, it, do I not have the right eyesight? No, that's not my drama. My drama is frustration mm. that, like, why can't you have better sight, Yasik? Right. Like, <laughs> it's mine his is, fault. It's his fault. It's yeah. his problem. Yeah. It's his drama. Like, my drama is the fact that he, when he looks at it, can't appreciate. This looks fucking, fucking great. Amazing. Well, you just put on these amazing citizen surplus jeans. Yes. Um, and they've got like a little drop crotch. They're, um, uh, they're tapered at the bottom yes. a bit. What's the, what, we should tell people what the actual, okay. um, sorry, we're, it's some crinkling of some. Um, by the way, this podcast is not sponsored by Citizen. No. It should be. But, Again, it like, should we be. Just, but our, we just want to share these pants with you. Yes. Um, they're actually called Harrison. Yeah. They're a tapered pant. Um, I got them in two colors. One is laurel, so it's like olive mm. 
and the other is like a, a wash black. Like Isn't a, it black? It's like a light, like a gray black. Yeah. So good. So good. High waist, drop crotch, cropped, tapered. I know I wish I'd gotten them. Very, very unsexy, but super cool. And super comfortable. Yes. And high waist yes. too, right? Were they a little bit high waist? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're like surplus style, but look for the Harrison. I think the Harrison comes in straight denim too. It does. So anyway, my favorite citizens are Corey's. Yep. They're like a slouchy drop crotch jean. Yeah. But also a little mommy. Yeah. My favorite. Because they're high waist drop crotch. Yes. Um, which is even better. I just can't. I only have them in gray. I can't find them in like my, my preferred wash, which is like that light dark denim. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, summertime is coming. Yes. Mom jeans everywhere. Everywhere. Sorry, dudes. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't tried your mom jean yet and found your perfect fit, we are looking forward to you doing that. Yeah. Because- and go to Citizens. Also, go to Aritzia because they have also a bunch of great, 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 great styles. You guys, it, like, it's so… It'll make you so happy. It makes me so happy only because I find that it's given my wardrobe a totally brand new spin on things that I can tuck into the high waist. Right. Because typically, like, sometimes if you have, like, a mid-rise, it just, a, like, a, a tuck-in doesn't work as well. Or, like, your yeah. favorite little crop tank just looks so much better when you have a high waist. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm in love. I'm in You're love. You're really, love. like, doing the 70s. Like, I'm, I'm loving, like, every day I'm stopping force. you at work and I'm like, oh, my God, I, th- you look so great. Um… And well, I did the other day. You said that once. That high collar ruffle. (laughs) Yeah, once. (laughs) But I'll take that because that's really doesn't happen very often. So I'll take that once. Um, Um, But yeah, I'm loving all the '70s sort of patterns and prints and ruffle and yeah, wide leg high waist. Like the comfort. Yeah, it's so. There's something about freeing your ankles Mm. and freeing your calf muscles. (laughs) <laughs> yes. You know, like I feel yeah. like we've been tormented by the skinny jean for so long. It's so High true. waist, low waist, whatever. That like our calf muscles have been like… There's room now. Restricted. Yes. And my calves feel so free. Me like, too. It's, it's so nice. And I know that have, sounds silly. Touching but your calves. I, I, it sounds silly, but I think we're sort of… Uh, if you're Asian and you have also be been blessed with the Asian calf… You know that they're bigger, right? We have muscular yeah. calves. Yeah. And it is uncomfortable when you're in really, really tight skinny jeans. And I think if there are some Asian sisters sit, like listening to this, you understand yeah. that. So then to have a wide leg is just a bit of a game changer. I mean like the boots I could barely zip up. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but I understood. I was like, yeah, it's your calves. <laughs> anyway, uh, shall we get into everybody else's drama now that we have shared, our, given all our, our insi- tips? Our insignificant drama? Yes, let's get to it. Okay. First question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. This past August, I moved teams at work and instantly hit it off with one of my new coworkers. Let's call her M. I quickly took her under my wing and mentored her, both of us constantly sharing ideas back and forth, asking questions the whole lot. Our work friendship moved to a real-life friendship as we began to text post, um, post-shift and chat for hours while working from home, hanging out after work many times. She is truly one of my best friends now. Um, she's so supportive of me, my relationship, my career goals. She makes me feel so confident, loved, and understood, and I can share anything with her. We get along so well, and it's been a long time since I've ever had a friendship like this. I still often pinch myself that I have her in my life. So what's the drama? She is impossible to get a hold of. 
on our days off. We work Sunday through Thursday, so I can usually get a hold of her on Gchat at the beginning of the week, and we are inseparable when we're in the office. But come Friday and Saturday, she's completely dead to the world. Never answers the phone, responds to texts, or even on social media. I totally get the need to use your days off as a time to run errands and have some me time, but not even shooting a response back to a text or uh, a day or two later. The most recent example, I confided her that I had a phone interview that I was super excited about. I texted her that I was nervous beforehand and then called her afterwards. No response from either. It also doesn't help that she's kind of the girl who never calls back when she says she will and cancels plans pretty easily. This New Year's, I made plans to spend the day with her and my boyfriend and I drove down an hour downtown to meet her at her apartment. She never answered my texts or phone calls to let her know I was on my way. I was literally banging on her door for 15 minutes, terrified something was wrong with her or she was hurt. We even stayed downtown for hours afterward, calling her often to make sure she was okay. When she finally came to, it turned out she had just gotten high the night before and was sleeping the whole time. She did eventually apologize and brought me a coffee to make up for it, but I'm so torn if I should really make an effort with this friend who is so good to me, um, but she's also a bit of a flake, or do I start to distance myself? Am I a stalker or am I asking too much of someone? Help. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I have, I really don't like a flake. I really, flakes really bother me. It's kind of like a, a bit of a deal breaker for me. But I will say that I feel like this, um, our writer, I, she, signed, she signed herself stalker, so we'll just call her stalker. Okay. Um, I think stalker kind of na- needs to take the good with the bad. This girl seems to be like a solid ass friend mm-hmm. for five days out of the week. Um, and then kind of drops off. So I feel like she's been a solid friend during the work week, but then she like taps out for a couple of days. I just feel like that's not the worst case scenario when it comes to a friendship that, um, you need to bounce out of. Like she, you you now know the rhythm. She's there for you like 90% of the time. And then two days off, she needs to tap out of the world. It's also a really good example of like boundary setting. Like, this is someone who is there for you Sunday to Thursday, Mm -hmm. and clearly she texts back on Sundays to Thursdays. Yeah. Um, And they're super tight during work. And then she kind of needs Friday and Saturday to do her own shit. Like, I kind of, I'm into her. (laughs) I actually don't think M is a flake. I think M is really good at setting the boundaries of what she needs. Like, should she articulate it and be like, Hey, Monday to or Sunday to Thursday is great, but Fridays and Saturdays are me time. I mean, like, I don't know if we all have to be that specific and obvious. Well, she's saying it anyway with her non-activity. Yeah, so exactly. get the hint. <laughs> so I mean, that's how I'm reading this whole message. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything alarming here. Like, sure, maybe she should just say no. Yeah. She should get better at saying no. Mm. But I think that. At this point, she's given enough signs that, like, stop asking. Yeah, this is her rhythm. Yeah. Right? She taps out. And also, I would, you know, I just keep on focusing on that first paragraph that you wrote us, which is, like, you have to pinch yourself at what a great friend she is. She has, you know, you've never found a friend like this. She makes you feel confident and supportive. You can't make that whole list and then be, like… But should I ditch her because she doesn't answer for two days out of the week? It doesn't really make much sense to me. You're never going to have a really perfect friendship. It's it's never going to be without some flaws because everybody's flawed. No relationship is perfect. Yeah. Um, But also, I mean, 
there hasn't been in like an emergency situation yet, right? Like hopefully there never will be. Like I hope you don't test that. Yeah. Where on a Friday and Saturday you're like 911. And, you know, I don't want to know if she would respond because I don't mm. want that to happen to you. Yeah. But sometimes you just kind of like, you know, listen, we all have deliberately not read a text, like left it unread. Yeah. Because whatever. I always try to, but then I, I, then I get weak and then I just look at it again. I'm like, oh fuck, they've seen it. They've seen me read it. Look, I don't like even Instagram have, DMs. I don't even have the, on my phone, like, you know how on iPhone you can set to deliver and you or can read. remove the read. Like, yeah. I don't even have the read removed. Like, you know what? And I actually really appreciate that about you. Why you. don't you? I, and I always sometimes think maybe I'm just never going to tell you that you have it because it's kind <laughs> of the best way to call someone on it, right? Like, you can't deny no. that you've seen it. Yeah. Why do you do that? If I don't want to read your text, I just won't open it. Like, I can… Surprisingly, I can resist the urge of like, mm. oh, I wonder what Sasha wants to tell me. Because, just for sp- specifically for me? No, just <laughs> for everybody. Okay. Because here's the thing. I know that like we're not… There's a generation out there where they think calling someone is the most insulting thing ever. Mm. And listen, if you need me that bad, you can call me. Right. And you know I won't be mad. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be mad at, like, someone being like, hey, I really need to talk of to course. you. So, like, you can call me. Mm. But if it's just a text, I'm like, yeah, I'll just read it when I want to read it. I know. But you do – well, this is what I really do appreciate is you do read text fairly quickly. And the fact that you allow people to see that because I, I would never let anybody – I would never turn the read notification off. I just I You're one of you and my mom are like the only people yes, who can, have and yes, it's the same thing. Yeah. That's like a very I would actually say that is like um a um an indication of someone who is very honest. Well, I just don't think I have I have nothing to hide like in that sense. But how like, about if you just look at it and you're like, "Oh, this is fucking annoying." I don't like you don't have you don't have the annoying buffer because as soon as you read it, how about if I'm like, "How about not necessarily me, but anybody who's just like, Lainey, I need this. Or like, Lainey, this is my problem. Oh, like, and just like insignificant shit. Sometimes I really cannot deal with my friend's insignificant shit. <laughs> what, like my shit? No, no, no. But like in general, like sometimes you're like, oh, that person texted me. I love them, but I really just don't want to deal with their shit right now. Like I said, if Good I read you. it, I you'll know I read it. I know. And But there are, back to the point, is… There have been times, I think, in everybody's life where you just deliberately don't open it. Yes. You um, see the person, you're like, nah, uh, 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 right? Not happening. <laughs> yeah. And I think that this friend, M, is like on Fridays and Saturdays, she's just like, I am shut down. Or maybe she has some weird secret shit that she's doing. Great. I'm yeah, curious even better. to know about that. But listen, if she is solid, again, as you said, Sunday to Thursday, and you haven't needed 911 yet, which I hope you never do. Mm. She is there for you. I think that this is a person who's clearly set boundaries. So, you know, hang out and do your shit Sunday to Thursday and, like, leave her alone on Friday and yeah. Saturday. Because, like, yeah. how many people get to see their friend five days out of the goddamn week? Exactly. You need a, you also, stalker, need a two-day break, <laughs> yes. you know? So good luck with that. Unless it's something more serious, let us know. But right now, I'm not really seeing the drama. No, me neither. Yeah. Soccer, you have no drama. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, next question. Dear Sasha and Lainey, I've been married to my husband for about two years. He is loving and we have a great relationship. I made the mistake one day of looking through his phone. I saw that for one particular ex, like clockwork, he texts her happy birthday every year. Based on their chat history, that's basically the only communication they have all year and they don't see each other in person. Great. I want that to end now. (laughs) I don't want this email to go any further. Totally. Spoiler alert. I feel like I know what you're going to say. The conversation is friendly and platonic. No big deal. But he dated her for six months, six years ago. They don't have any mutual friends or work together. So I don't understand the need for him to keep in touch with her. I won't even call them friends. They literally text once a year. And she doesn't even text him on his birthday. Out of curiosity, I scrolled back to a few months before our wedding. He texted her randomly and suggested they meet up for coffee or catch up, which occurred Friday night at 11 p.m. She mentioned she'd recently purchased a condo and he texted, great to see you. Next time I need to come see your new place. And future texts confirm he did end up going and sent a message at 1 a.m. saying, I just got home. Really nice place you bought. At this point, he didn't see, at this point, he hadn't seen her in over four years. So why did he suddenly feel compelled to see her twice in such close proximity in the months before our wedding? Wait, wait, can you just back up? Yeah. What was the twice? So they met for coffee at 11 p.m. on a Friday night? Yeah. (laughs) What was the second time? Then he went to go see her condo. Okay. Um, At this point, he hadn't seen her in over four years. So why did he suddenly feel compelled to see her twice in close proximity in the months before our wedding? I wasn't aware these meetups had even occurred. He did text her after the wedding to tell her he was married. She said congrats and didn't, she said congrats and didn't react the way someone would if they had hooked up recently. So I didn't think anything happened. After we were married, he finally stopped texting her and I thought the matter was over or so I thought. Her birthday was yesterday and I just checked and the fucking happy birthday texts have started up again. It doesn't sound like they've seen each other since the condo visit. I know this is petty drama over text. I don't know if this is a cause for concern that he's reaching out to her again, if the meetups pre-wedding meant anything, but mostly I just don't understand the purpose of staying in touch with an ex when you're married, especially an insignificant ex. Love to hear your thoughts. Okay. So he texts her once a year on her birthday. birthday. Then two, just over two years ago before they got married, he had seen her at this condo. Yeah. So, I mean, at like 11 o'clock from 11 to 1 (laughs) a.m. on a Friday night. Which she didn't know about. Right. I'm actually more impressed that there, he had the same phone for this long and that she was able to scroll back that far. But anyway. Okay. um, Yeah. I don't feel good about this either. I don't feel good about it Like I, you know, I, I'm trying to think. You wanted to stop after the first (laughs) paragraph. (laughs) I, yeah. Like my, I, I, the I wish it wasn't a Friday night at 11. Okay. But keep in mind, this was like two and a half years ago when he was technically single. He was a fiance, but he wasn't married. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there if that makes a difference. Sure. And he was like, oh, hey, I've asked someone to marry me, but let me just call up this ex that I yeah. was with for six months. So on a Friday night at 11 o'clock for two hours. 
It, that no. is, I mean, if I were, those are not, those are not reasonable hours of the, of the day. You know, fuck you. Because no, like, fuck you. <laughs> where are you going We've with been this? doing this podcast for I don't know how many years. And like, a guy might like look wrong at an Instagram and you're like, he's a fucking cheater. And now this dude, while he's engaged on a Friday night at 11 o'clock, I'm- goes for coffee and condo. Coffee and condo? 11 p.m.? Are we speaking the same language? I just said 11 and 1 are not respectable hours oh, of okay. the day, you stupid cow. <laughs> <laughs> Can I write in for my drama? My friend Lainey is a real cunt to me. Okay, keep on going. You crotch. Okay, go. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know because I <laughs> We're in agreement. 11 yourself. 11 yeah. to 1 is fucking nothing no zone. good happens no. between 11 and 1 on a Friday night with for two coffee in a condo. Like no. the, <laughs> coffee I mean, in a condo. Like no. I am Now I'm so this is a thing for me now. Like I might tell Duanna to write a show called Coffee in a Condo yeah, because totally. I do not like it. It no. smells. No. It's not good. Um, and I don't want to be laughing at our writer because this is serious. This is her life. Um, so let me just dial it No, back. but I understand why yeah. in the back of her mind, that, and it's not, it can't be pushed to the back of her mind anymore. Coffee and condo keeps coming up over. Yeah. Coffee, condo, happy birthday keeps coming up yeah. over and over again. I get it. It would, it would be a, a thing I'd want to pick at too. Yeah. Right? I'd want to fucking pick that like piece of thread mm. and follow it to the end. What do we think? So here's, again… I'm just going on a gut instinct. It It is not true or false or whatever. But I have a feeling that this guy probably hasn't done anything with this woman physically. Okay, you're you're scrunching up your nose. You think? I, I don't know. Like, okay, continue. So I kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt um, that he is just kind of… You know how those those people, those what-ifers, mm-hmm. like… They, they always had your heart. You don't really know why you broke up. Right. And you just sort of like, you just flirt with that that past a little bit here yeah. and there. I, I think everybody has done that before. Yep. Um, and so maybe that's what he was doing. You know, he was like, I'm getting married. Do I want just this fucking, I'm going to do a little condo coffee. I'm mm-hmm. going to do a condo coffee. Is that going to be anything? Maybe that'll be a sign that I don't marry this person or like whatever. What if my what if and what if and we live happily ever after. Maybe he tried that before the wedding. Yep. That's the best case scenario. This is the best case scenario. Yeah. So, and then since then, every year he just, you know, just throws out a happy birthday. Yeah. If let's say those are the facts, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? I think that that is awesome. Like to me, that would you be, would be fine with that? Oh my god, yeah. Like he, yeah. A few months before the wedding, he was like, "I need to make sure," and mm-hmm. he goes to see Coffee Condo. Yeah, and. By the end of the two hours, he's like, yep, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I, like, I'm going to get married. Right. And they have, like, a really nice talk. And she, like, almost confirms it for him. She's like, I'm really happy for you or yeah. whatever. Right. And now he has good feelings about her and on her birthday texts her and is just a nice guy about it. Okay. So that could be it. Yeah. Totally. And you would be – that's above board to you. Yeah. I wish he told her. Yeah. Yasik is making a skeptical face. Oh. Like, he is the doubter here. He's like… Because, because this is the ideal romance novel situation. Yes. Yes. So, what is… She would not be that cool if I See, so, so this is… Condo at 11 o'clock. Yasik okay. is saying, I, Lainey, would Absolutely. not be that cool. Not. <laughs> so, this is where I'm going with that. 
I was interested to see you be so calm, cool, and collected with condo on coffee. That would not, that would be a no-fly zone for me. Like, I, this person is not even a friend, right? Like, it would be one thing if they dated and they broke up amicably and they stayed friends. But, like, six months, six years ago, what the fuck are you doing texting her on her birthday every year? Well, like, why? Uh, yeah. Again, in that scenario, the ideal scenario that you played out. Yeah. I'm still not okay with it is my point. Right. In that ideal scenario that you played out, because we're trying to play this out, he associates this person with, oh, here's somebody who like really helped me be sure in my decision and I have good feelings about this person. Mm -hmm. So it's like a thank you. Hi, happy birthday, you know, whatever. Listen, <laughs> I… Uh, I can't believe the words that are coming out yeah, of my me. own mouth, right? Uh -huh. But I'm saying, like, I'm trying to, we're trying to, like, look for all the right. possibilities. Yeah. Because we are untrusting, cynical assholes. Mm. This doesn't seem real to us. I don't know if, like, the other half of the world, which is light and positivity, live in, love and light, yeah. those people… Mm that's a possibility. Like, maybe there are unicorns out there. Maybe there is a guy out there who, like, Just did likes that. to say, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. I, you, again, our writer has to figure out, like… Who she is with. Who this guy is. Yeah. Is, would he even be capable of deception? Well, he did. Because, you know, I'm going, like, listen, the, my mind goes to dark places. Yeah. And I think Shahers does too. She's kind of probably freaking out a bit, especially yeah. that she was triggered by the fucking happy birthday text that happened the other day. I Do you confront him then? Yes. Um, I think so. Yes. Because what, what are your other options? These are the things that start to like pick at your relationship and then you start getting mad at them, but you can't tell them why you're mad at them. Like just come out with either the truth, which is, hey, yo, I looked at your text and I'm not quite sure why you're still talking to this girl. Yeah. Or you can do, like, I have a really good method that I do with Corey if I, like, want to ask him something, but I don't want to ask him directly. I say that I've had a conversation with my friend about something, <laughs> and then I channel it through that. So I'd be like, oh, my God, like, Barbara, like, told me that her, like, Bob was looking, or Bob was, like, texting his ex-girlfriend, like, and I, like, are you cool with that? Would you, like, do you talk to any of your exes? Like, that's how I would bring it up. I would just, like, funnel it through a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I would try to get truth yeah. and funnel it through a lot. I like the investigative journalism. Yeah, like I would here. have to do something like that, right? Because yeah. I think you have to bring up the fact yeah. that these texts exist yeah. and that you've, you have you have to bring up the coffee and condo. Yeah. Or maybe you go more direct. Like, hey, remember that girl you used to date? Do you guys still talk? That's a… I don't know. It's sort of random because they're, they dated six years ago for six months. I mean… I just don't want to lead on to the fact that she… If you hey, don't want to yeah. lead on to the fact that you snooped… Listen, it's got to be half lie, half whatever. Hey, I got a glimpse of your phone the other day. I saw on top of your text that you, like, that yes. so, like, whatever her name was at the top of your text list. Yeah. Like, do you guys still talk? Yeah. And then he's going to be like, oh, I wish her happy birthday. Oh, like, are you guys friends? Yeah, like, do, do it that way. Yeah. I mean, like, figure out a way in. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to… Because I, I really need you to play out this scenario. Yeah, because we need. I, I think we need more. I need to. I need more on this guy's character. I know at the top of her letter, she says that he's like this wonderful person. They have a great relationship. So those things are. They just don't match up. Yeah, they just don't match up. 
Well, it just, listen, when bells are going off whenever it's close to this person's birthday, like if you have her birthday memorized, it's, it's, it's a, a weird problem. Thing. That's it's true. a weird thing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's, and it could just be an innocent happy birthday, but then I don't know, like why the… It would be fine if there was no, if there was no history of coffee and condo, I really wouldn't have been bothered by oh, this. Oh no, me neither. Like so, if there was no coffee and condo and it was literally he just writes to her once a year and yeah. is like, oh hey, happy birthday, yeah. fine. But I don't know. I don't have Facebook. Does this shit come up on Facebook where like you follow or friend or whatever people and then… Yes, people put their birthdays on Facebook. And then so could… You could be, you could be reminded that way. So on your phone, you have Facebook on your phone and does that like give you a notification? That I don't know. I'm not on Facebook, but I remember. maybe that's what happens that on Facebook, he's like, oh, Coffee and Condo's birthday. And then he just like whips out his phone and shoots a quick text. We're giving him a lot of room here. Yeah. There's a lot of slack here. I don't want to go super dark until, Yeah. yeah. Until it's time to go super dark. Yeah. Okay. Can you please, please, please let us know how you investigated this and- uh, we need a follow-up. You need to tell him that you've seen the text in some way. Yeah. And you need to get some answers. Because yeah. we obviously can't give you the answers because we don't know what the fuck happened. But, and but nor we do can you. confirm that it feels like a little bit weird to us too. Yeah. Okay, last question. Dear Sasha and Lainey, my best friend who is married and a mother of three recently celebrated a milestone birthday and for lack of a better phrase, seems to be going through a midlife crisis. She's been with her partner for almost 10 years and is now saying that she is not happy in her marriage and wants to separate from him. This may in fact be true, but I'm worried that she's throwing something great away and that she will only regret one day. In addition, she seems to be of the mindset that her children will be fine with this separation. I truly hope they are fine, but I feel like she's underestimating the trauma and emotional impact a divorce can have on young, vulnerable children. On top of all this, she's hanging out with people much younger than her, which has resulted in nights of her coming home intoxicated. I love her and I don't want to see her throw her life away, but I don't know what I can do aside from dragging her to therapy. I also know if she's not in the right mindset or motivated to change, therapy might not be the best thing for her at this point. Thanks for your advice, S. Okay. Well, yeah, your friend's going through some shit. Yeah, but I don't think it's like bad shit. Yeah, I mean. Like she's hanging out with young people and like she's getting gone her groove on. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm not really finding that a problem. Well, the problem is is that she's like, I might want to leave my marriage. Yeah. And… Clearly, she might be unhappy. Yeah. And if she's unhappy, like, as a friend, you kind of… Like, my problem with S's position on this is that, like, you've already decided what's best for her. Yeah. Mm. Like, you've pre-decided it. Yeah. And she's kind of figuring it out. So if she hasn't figured it out yet, how do you know what's best for her? And your answer is stay in your marriage or don't throw your life away. Like that is a really, wow. Like that's a really big thing to put on your friend. Yeah. Sometimes when I I think like when you don't understand what's going on in your friend's life, if it feels like kind of out of the norm, I don't think the best thing to do is be like, well, fucking drag yourself to therapy. You've really fucking unraveled. Like people go through things and yeah, like… Sometimes the marriage sucks and you fucking want out and you're and and if you can't pull the plug on it, you just need to get away from it. And you need to fucking dance your face off and drink a couple of drinks and and kind of and kind of let loose and let things unravel. Like sometimes that's the way people deal with things. I mean, if correct me if I'm wrong, S, if this is like an actual problem and she's like showing up drunk at work and like can't take her kids to school and she's like this fucking mess, fine. 
then I eat my words. But but the way that you're describing it, it's like she's going through some stuff. She's yeah. going through something. She's blowing off some steam with some younger friends. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, trying we, to figure it out. She yeah. needs a timeout. So I think instead of maybe the judgment, because I definitely sense the judgment from your email. I'm sure she feels it too. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing to do when you're a friend is just fucking be there for the waves. Ride it out. Ride it out. Support. Yeah. Listen. Don't yeah. give any advice, which is very hard <laughs> yeah. from someone like me. But sometimes you just have to listen. Yeah. Listen and just try to understand. Yeah. The, your friend is unhappy. She's said that to you. She's been honest about like, I don't know if this marriage is for me. Mm. The reasons that you're seeing might not be valid. Yeah. Like, you're just unhappy because you want to be young and get drunk. Like, but I don't know. It might be a little bit more complicated than that. Like, suddenly a decade goes by. Life creeps up on you. you have, you're the mother of three children. So much responsibility. That's a lot. And yes, like, of course, you want to be responsible for your children. I don't necessarily think she's not being responsible for her children. She just, you know, it's a long life ahead, right? Yeah. And to stare it down and be like, what if I'm bored forever? Yeah. What if I'm unhappy, unfulfilled? Or who am I? Because I think the loss of identity is what typically fuels a midlife crisis. Exactly. And how do you figure yourself out? You just fucking like sometimes unravel, right? To be like, this isn't me, so I'm just going to see if this is me. Like I've seen friends do that before when they get out of a long-term relationship and you're like, whoa, shit's getting gnarly right now. Yeah. Like they are doing some weirdly out of character shit, but I'm just going to be there for it. I'm going to like support because I see similarities in myself too. When I've gone through hard times in a relationship, I um, do really weird things sometimes, you know, like so that I can regain some sort of semblance of who I am. I let it all fucking barf all over the place so I can pick it back up again. Like that's how typically people deal with stuff. That's typically why a midlife crisis happens. And you see like these really weird, strange behaviors come out. Yeah. I think in the meantime, maybe don't project forward quite yet about the kids and if they're going to be traumatized. Yeah. Like they'll be traumatized anyway if there's an unhappy parent in a relationship. Like Mm. that will affect their view of what marriage is. Um, that could also traumatize them with worry about their parents. So right now, it sounds like you just have to let her ride it out and just listen. Yeah. Again, as we've been saying, like the bottom line is she's unhappy. Mm. And she's trying to like figure out why she's unhappy and maybe get to a place where she can turn that around. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure deciding for her what her life should look like is the answer to helping her. Yeah. So. But we we appreciate the concern aspect. Yes. I it think comes up from, it comes from a good, good place. place. But just pivot a little bit so that you can be, um, that she can feel the support as, a, as opposed to feeling that you're judging her. Because then that only pushes uh, the friend away. Yeah. And makes them not tell you stuff. And then that, that then causes distance. And then la, 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 la. Yeah. So just be there to listen. Good luck with that and keep us posted and keep your questions coming to Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. And subscribe to us where you get your podcasts, leave reviews and comments. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 